Welcome to Healthcare Perspectives, a podcast by Siemens Healthineers about medical breakthroughs with the power to improve lives everywhere. I look at the urinalysis test as a wonderful, basic, useful tool in a physician's toolbox. Think of it as the screwdriver in the toolbox. And it has been there for eons. It's been there for thousands of years, and it will always have a role. You've just heard Nancy Brunzel, a medical laboratory scientist and author of the book, Fundamentals of Urine and Body Fluid Analysis. Here she's speaking about urinalysis and the incredibly important role it plays in the healthcare system. In this episode, Will Hud, Head of Primary Care, Acute Rapid and Decentralized Urinalysis at Siemens Health and Ears, is joined by Nancy Brunzel, as well as John Stradinger, Director of Asset Development for Point of Care at Siemens Health and Ears. We'll also hear from medical author and educator Connie Mardis and from Kelly Sanfrain, the Head of Marketing Operations for Diagnostics at Siemens Health and Ears. Hi, I'm Will Hutt. Urine is more than a natural waste product. It can provide a wealth of information about an individual's overall health. And urinalysis is one of the oldest diagnostic tests in existence. Its use has been dated as far back as Mesopotamia. An ancient Greek physician Hippocrates wrote extensively about the use of urinalysis in diagnosing disease in the 6th century BCE. Today, urinalysis can be used to detect a number of diseases and ailments, including urinary tract infections, kidney disease, diabetes, and even bladder cancer. So, what does the current state of urinalysis look like? How could it develop in the future? And what will this all mean for the overall patient experience? Today, you'll hear from experts in the field on the current and future capabilities of urinalysis, and why it's such a key piece of the healthcare puzzle. A complete urinalysis consists of a physical, a chemical, and a microscopic exam. There are three physical aspects, color, clarity, and the specific gravity, which is the density of the urine. How concentrated is it? Then there's chemical parameters, how much protein is present, the pH, the leukocyte esterase, it's an enzyme from white blood cells, nitrite, which normally isn't in urine, but it might be because there's some bacteria there creating it. We look for glucose, we look for ketones, we look for bilirubin, and we look for urobilinogen. That's medical laboratory scientist Nancy Brunzel, giving us some insight into the process of a complete urinalysis. And then a very important part is the microscopic examination. A portion of the urine is spun down or concentrated and we look for formed elements such as red blood cells, white blood cells, epithelial cells, structures called casts that form in the kidney, microorganisms like bacteria or yeast or parasites. We also look for crystals, miscellaneous components such as fat or mucus. And then there's possibility for contaminants. So we need to identify those contaminants or know that they're contaminants and they're not of clinical importance. With such a long history and ubiquitous presence in healthcare, it might be easy to underestimate the power and ability of the humble urinalysis. But throughout millennia of medical advancements, 
it remains a critical diagnostic tool. For Siemens Health Ears Assay Development Director, John Stradinger, the history behind the test is never far from mind. You can think of the past thousands of years, you can think of the past hundreds of years, regardless, there's a story to tell. Your analysis back in ancient times was done as kind of a way to look at what they would call humors. So urine was an indicator of health even back then. They would pour it on the ground and if ants would go to it, they knew that it had glucose in it and it was an indicator of diabetes. Now, maybe they didn't know all of that stuff, but they had a suspicion, so they used it even then. Through his extensive work in chronic disease management and urinalysis, John has learned firsthand that there are multiple reasons for the test's usefulness and popularity. The results are timely, and that means that you can have less visits and more attention to treatment than diagnosis. Everybody wants to worry about getting better and not worry about what's wrong with them. So if we can improve the speed of treatment, that's a benefit for everybody. I think the other benefit, it might be a little psychological. I think it lands a little bit differently if you're next to your doctor when you get the result at the same time. Everybody sees the result. They can explain to you what that means. Any questions you have, it's right there. In Nancy's 45 years of medical laboratory experience, the test's non-invasive, cost-effective nature has made it indispensable. It's an inexpensive test. It can be performed almost anywhere, anytime by a trained laboratory scientist. The other thing is collecting a urine sample is non-invasive. A person just has to pee in a cup. Blood tests require being stuck with a needle. The difference, too, is that a blood test, endoscopies and biopsies, very invasive. With a quick, painless sample and a simple testing procedure, urinalysis can also play a crucial role in detecting illness and disease far earlier than might occur otherwise. Urinalysis does assist in the diagnosis of, and sometimes even initiates, investigation of an unsuspected disorder. The one that classically comes to mind is diabetes mellitus. Many years ago, the detection of glucose in a patient's urine was a reason to suspect they had diabetes. Early on, urine glucose testing was key in monitoring how that disorder was responding to the insulin the patient was taking or not taking. And when it comes to pregnancy, the screening can act as a vital alarm bell for an otherwise silent and potentially deadly infection. An untreated urinary tract infection can lead to bacteria ascending the urethra and getting into the kidneys. Pregnant women often are asymptomatic and they can have a bacterial infection in their bladder or urinary tract. There is a potential they could go septic if it's left untreated. So you want to identify them early on and get them treated because in a pregnant woman it could lead to preterm delivery. For medical author and educator Connie Mardis, urinalysis played a very personal role. As part of a five-part docuseries about the history of urinalysis, she shared how a bottle of dipstick urine tests became a symbol of hope during one of her darkest hours. Let's have a listen. When we were pregnant with my daughter, everything was going great, and I was so excited. We were thrilled. Then, in the third trimester, very, very suddenly, I developed excruciatingly high blood pressure and preeclampsia. They did a urine dipstick in the obstetrician's office, and I went right from there to the hospital to immediate bed rest. I was there for days. Everything swelled up. I couldn't even see my toes because my feet were so swollen. 
and my blood pressure kept going up. The baby was in such distress. We had to go right away to induce labor and a C-section. Our daughter did not survive, and I nearly didn't survive. In the awful weeks and months that followed, my kidneys were spilling protein, and my kidneys were in very bad shape. We started off the charts with the darkest, greenest blue you can imagine. Having been in medicine for a, a good while as a, a perfusionist and a dialysis technician, I knew that if the kidneys didn't recover, that I would be a dialysis patient. In some ways, those months, this bottle was a lifeline that when the color started to fade, I thought, it's getting better. Like, I maybe can put the pieces back together a little bit. I knew I would never be able to have another child, but maybe I would live to enjoy more years with my family. This bottle became a beacon of hope that maybe one thing would go right after everything had gone wrong. Women like me who have suffered from preeclampsia should know that we are at a five times higher risk of developing end-stage renal failure. We are at a higher risk of heart attack and stroke. From that moment to this, I've tried to take care of my kidneys. Experts, leaders, and innovators in the field have driven continuous improvements in the technology and technique of urinalysis throughout the centuries of its existence. For Nancy, one of the most important developments is the role of automation and quality control to deliver consistency. Where technology really, really helps is in consistency. It does everything always the same, and we have more consistent reading of timed reagent strip pads. We have more consistent evaluation of color. You'd be amazed at people's different views of what color yellow this is, as well as clarity, how foggy or clear the urine is. Instruments or analyzers really help that. They also help in consistently mixing and dispensing the sample and color interpretation and timing. With the introduction of automatic test strip readers, that once prevalent subjectivity no longer needs to stand in the way of accurate results. As Nancy has seen firsthand, the accessibility of automation can also play a key role in improving the fidelity and accuracy of testing by ensuring a fresh, uncontaminated sample. Years ago, the samples would be collected in the emergency room or a patient's room or a doctor's office and then brought and placed in a refrigerator in the laboratory Nowadays, because of automation, the sample comes into the laboratory, the testing area. Somebody can just well mix the urine, pour it into a tube and put it on an analyzer and it can be tested immediately. So we have very little downtime between specimen collection and testing. Automated readings aren't the only major technological leap the urinalysis process has made, however. There have also been big changes to the way that test result information is disseminated, as well as the future role that artificial intelligence may come to play in urinalysis. A lot of these analyzers have connectivity, so they can connect right to the laboratory information system for patient health management or health data management. Diagnostics on the whole is going towards a direction where you may take 
lots of pieces of information that might not mean something on its own. And through AI modeling or machine learning, we can combine lots of pieces of what we used to think was meaningless data to kind of give a predictive score or look at new insights into a patient's health. The more information we can collect from your know, analysis devices in the future will be put together to create a holistic picture of patient's health rather than just a quick snapshot. From ancient times to today, the history of urinalysis is packed with unusual facts and fascinating stories. To tell more of those stories, Siemens Health and has produced a five-part docu-series entitled Urine, a liquid lens into your health. You already heard a part of it today with Connie's story. We now have the chance to talk with Kelly St. Vrain, the head of marketing operations for diagnostics at Siemens Health and Ears, about the documentary. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for joining us. Let's start in the beginning. How did the docuseries come to be? The docuseries was somewhat inspired by a joke, honestly. I've been in the in vitro diagnostics industry forever, and I was making a joke to somebody about being in the field since people urinated on anthills for their diagnostics. It just so happens that I was in a meeting after that with our decentralized urinalysis team. We were talking about the need to keep urine and urinalysis top of mind as we work towards our next generation devices. After that meeting, I happened to also just be randomly thinking about this psychopharmacology class that I had during my undergrad. We learned a lot about what happens if you drink your own urine. And I was in the shower one day and those three things just kind of like converged together in my mind. So I brought this idea back to the team to do a documentary series about urine, where it started, where it's going. And they were all in and the rest is history. And what's the most interesting thing you've learned throughout the production of the series? I was pretty surprised at the sheer number of uses for urine across time. When I started researching for this project, I thought, you know, I might find a handful of interesting facts, but it literally just went on and on. Episode one alone of the series could have been a feature film. Beyond what we showcased in the docuseries is urine being used as laundry detergent and teeth whitener and warding off witches. There were so many other things that we had to leave on the cutting room floor. It was pretty shocking, all of the different ways that people have used their urine over time. And for those who haven't seen the docuseries, why should people watch it? Even though some of what is covered in this docuseries is looking like way back into history, the idea of looking at what comes out of your body that can tell you what's going on inside your body is something we've been doing not only for a long time, but we'll keep doing going forward. Whether you're looking at blood or urine, this is still something that's totally true today. Everyone really should be taking charge of their own health. Understanding what your urine can tell you is really one of the first steps because it's really a first line of defense in healthcare. And it can tell you so much information about all kinds of things just with peeing in a cup. Thanks so much for joining us, Kelly. And if you want to dive deeper, the full docuseries, Urine, a Liquid Lens into Your Health, can be found on the Siemens Health and Ears YouTube channel. You'll also find a link to the series in this episode's show notes. The future of urinalysis looks particularly promising when it comes to sharing, and interpreting important data from test results. The increased application of data science and looking at how to combine 
multiple low, what are perceived as low quality results to create a more comprehensive picture of health. All of this can be done in an automated fashion or with the assistance of AI. You can ask, hey, tell me more about this result. You can get things that way. From a layperson's perspective, that's invaluable. There are lots of fronts where technological innovations are happening, even outside of diagnostics, that can be utilized by diagnostics, especially the point of care, and especially in enabling people to take more ownership over their healthcare and the results they get in a diagnostic lab. At the same time, relatively affordable, quick, and accessible dipstick urinalysis tests are still especially valuable to patients in underserved areas, where professional and high-quality healthcare might not be easily obtainable or affordable. Suppose that I'm living in an area that's underserved by a healthcare system, and it takes me 25 minutes to get to my doctor's office. I go to the doctor's office, and I'm suspected of having a UTI, and they don't have a point-of-care device or a urine strip available. They'll take that sample from me, send it off to the lab, I'll go home, they'll run a culture on it, or send it to a place that can do a urinalysis on it. Then I get a call, hey, come back, we have to treat you now. So a couple days pass, I have to go back 25 miles or 25 minutes to get to the healthcare provider, talk to them about what's wrong with me, have them issue treatment. Then I have to go to the pharmacy, take treatment. It's a pretty convoluted way to get treatment. With continuing advancements, what was once a days long ordeal of travel and with lengthy wait times could be as quick and simple as a typical medical appointment. If you just went to your doctor and they had a bottle of urine strips, you gave them your sample, they saw a positive leukocyte, a positive nitrite result indicating bacterial infection, and then they treated you right there on the spot. So you didn't have to make a second visit, you didn't have to call a babysitter, you didn't have to call off of work, and you didn't have to live with a UTI for three or four days while they waited for that workup to come back. For John, the combination of seamless communication, quicker, more reliable results, and a more streamlined testing process make it a promising time to work in the field. In the last 10 or 15 years, the amount of connectivity we've seen in devices expedites the transfer of information to your healthcare provider. The overall connectedness can offer a lot to a patient's diagnosis. The speed at which the test is performed, how quickly you can get a decision made, and how much trust you have in that decision to go forward with treatment, that's where it really all comes together. Though the concept of urinalysis is ancient, it continues to be one of the most indispensable tools available to ensure the health and wellness of populations worldwide. Over thousands of years, urinalysis has proved itself to be as adaptable as it is straightforward and as approachable as it is important. With home testing, automated readings, and maybe even some help from artificial intelligence, there's no doubt that urinalysis will remain highly valuable to diagnostic healthcare far, far into the future. You've been listening to Healthcare Perspectives, a podcast by Siemens Health and Ears. We pioneer breakthroughs in healthcare for everyone, everywhere, sustainably. Subscribe to us and always get the latest episode in your podcast feed. Or visit siemens-healthineers.com slash podcast for more. The opinions expressed by the guests and contributors in this podcast are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Siemens Healthineers. This podcast describes possible future ideas and concepts. It is not intended to describe specific performance and or safety characteristics of currently planned or future products. Future realization and availability cannot be guaranteed.